By the time you hear this podcast, perhaps you'll want to tell us all your thoughts on God. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with episode 66. Sorry for the... I was listening to see if they did the solo. Most oh. acapella groups don't do the solo. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, they're doing it. Like, <laughs> took me off guard. All right. So um, thank you for listening to another episode here. We are not on Facebook Live for this one because... Um, I am absent-minded. <laughs> I think we uh, all are in this, <laughs> in this TV culture. <laughs> but we still have a way to record here. And um, you can definitely listen to this episode on the go uh, or in a variety. If you're sitting at a computer, you know, yeah. you can listen it from listen to it from there as well. Uh, you can go to our website by the time you hear this dot com mm-hmm. blog style website in which you can listen to all our episodes and links and videos to topics that we discuss. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. 
where we post our episodes and have fun, cover art, <laughs> fun, fun with pictures. Um, now, both of those, the website and the Facebook page, spelled with the word you for the URL. If you want to get with us on our other social media, we're on Instagram at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding, Mr. Ball. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. It's like a new thing every week. But yeah, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that is also the same spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, you can send us your questions, concerns, comments. If you're an independent artist, we'll play your music and discuss it for no extra charge. Mm hmm. So, um, well, also to listen to us on the go, (laughs) you know, there, there are these things called applications. Yes. On your mobile. (laughs) There are several options. Uh, you can use the Podomatic app. Uh, you can also, if you have an iPhone, you can use Apple Podcasts, AKA iTunes. If you have an Android, you can use the Google music app. Mm -hmm. If you like to use, uh, just other apps in general, (laughs) there are, there is uh, TuneIn, yeah. there is CastBox, Overcast, Auto Radio, and Satchel Podcast Player. And the special thing about Satchel Podcast Player is you can use, uh, you well, when using the app, you can also search for other podcasts produced in your area mm-hmm. for absolutely free. I keep meaning to check to see if one of my favorites um, will be on there. Um, Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is produced mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Um, and they have a host named Ben, <laughs> but I'm curious to see if they'll show up as well. That'd be pretty cool if they did. All right. So, uh, our intro's out of the way. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so how you doing? Thanksgiving yeah. was good for you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a minute. We are recording it the day after Thanksgiving. So, yes. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. To happy everyone. related Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, I did see like there was, I guess a little bit of an outrage last year On about what? Thanksgiving. Just because of like how Thanksgiving actually came about. Oh, and, yeah. Well. And then this year, <laughs> like someone said, well, it seems like all these all these woke people protesting Thanksgiving just went back to like everything is normal. And yeah. someone said, yeah, then woke people fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the same woke people that um, also are against uh, July 4th. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I'm still going to sit and eat my, well, only, I sometimes eat turkey, my ham, because I eat mm-hmm. Thanksgiving ham and all the other fixings. So, um, yeah, I'm not here to protest. I had some barbecue chicken nice. and some turkey dressing. Nice. Add some uh, that too, some turkey dressing. Yeah. The, my family, they, uh, my mom doesn't do the, uh, the, the turkey, the big turkey anymore, just turkey dressing. And that is, yeah. that is, that is fine with me. Likewise. <laughs> yeah. We went and bought, um. Some ham from Honey Baked Ham, only to discover that my father this year was not eating ham. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you woke now? Okay, you ain't eating ham." So he, he ate some. Tur- he ate some of the turkey that we got, and we we have all this ham left over <laughs> that we could not all eat. So I was just like, "Well, sorry." <laughs> was like at, at my at my job, they had like a potluck, mm-hmm. which I didn't know about. Until the day of, like, I didn't know they were doing that because they sent out an email. Somehow I, I missed that one. But um, there were a lot of variations on. Um, well, put it like this. So you'll know the demographics of oh, where I Lord, work. Oh, there God. were lots of different casseroles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lots of different casseroles. And. um a lot of different variations on the mac and cheese. 
And how many people work at your job? There's probably at least, probably at least a hundred people. Okay. So it's a big, okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) but someone, and then like I tried, I'm being black. Yes. We uh, are black. We are black. In case you didn't realize you're always, I don't know about you, I'm always leery of trying just anyone's potato salad. Uh-huh. Well, I don't eat potato salad, but if I, but just food in general, I'm leery about trying other people's foods. Um, And I mean, like, and if this isn't, this ain't a stab at no one who's anything, but you just like, I get in a bubble sometimes <laughs> and there's certain things I'm used to eating. I, I, look, I think that could be any black person. Yeah. You're, you're in a bubble about your food. Cause I, I remember I went to something somewhere. I don't remember where, but somebody made what appeared to be macaroni and cheese, but with spaghetti noodles. My mom actually tried that one year I, and only one year. I didn't know what to think. <laughs> it was so weird. Time. Um, and I, I couldn't bring myself to eat it. <laughs> But with with the potato salad, um, I wasn't I didn't know what what I was thinking um, because when I went to sit down, I was sitting with some other people and they're like, oh, do you know that has apples in it? What? what? Exactly. Apples and potatoes. Someone made potato salad and put apples in it. Not chicken salad. Potato salad. Potato salad. <laughs> with apples. With apples. I bet they found it on Pinterest. Just going to take a stab. But you see, um, I posted this on my Facebook page. There's a video for this is the Food Network tried this. OK, they were making mac and cheese. OK, one. OK. Uh, oh, using milk. That's fine. That, that's normal. <laughs> uh, salt and pepper. OK. Yeah. Mustard. Ew. M- mustard. OK. Must- like a lot or a little. It was a li- It was like a, a teaspoon. Maybe. It's like okay. just for a little extra flavor, like, um, okay, that would be it'd be a little extra right now. <laughs> mustard. I it was like so it already this was like twenty seconds in putting in mustard. Was like okay, yeah. maybe that's the only weird part of this. It got weirder. Okay, next they um they put in different cheeses. Okay, See, I do like different cheeses now. That's fine, mm-hmm. and I know that's as as adventurous as black people will get as far as making macaroni <laughs> cheese. We'll put some different cheeses Jesus, on it, but not too many. Can't be nothing we can't pronounce. <laughs> it was like, but it was like Gruyere and cheddar. Gruyere, yeah. I don't even know what Gruyere is. I, I'm not familiar with Gruyere. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I would with maybe Gruyere. put cheddar and maybe mozzarella. I've had one with Gouda. Which was pretty good. Second, uh, they put in they put in the noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was mac- it was macaroni, not not like spaghetti noodles. It was the the regular macaroni. Two, well, the the next thing they did, um, they put in the cheeses, and then they added roasted vegetables. It was like squash and carrots, what the and hell? broccoli. That this is for mac and cheese. That turns it into a casserole at this point. This is mac and cheese casserole. <laughs> and it was in a pot. It wasn't in a casserole dish to where you, like you bake it. No, mm-hmm. they didn't bake it. They made this in a pot. That sounds disgusting. I don't want vegetables in my macaroni and cheese. I, I thought they were done. Stop it. They're not. I thought they were done. Okay. <laughs> what the hell else do you put in there? It was like, okay. And now, you know, your macaroni and cheese has to have a crunchy top. So we're going to add some stuffing. So they put like some stuffing dressing. Well, I've seen like crumbles of stuff, but not like full on dressing. (laughs) 
Well, it was the it was the like the crumbles or okay. whatever. Okay, I've seen. But that to put before. that on top of this mac and cheese, which already has roasted vegetables, Let's call it what it and is, mustard, Greg. an abomination. That's what this was. And a, exactly, an abomination of mac and cheese. You're overdoing it, Food Network. Yeah, you abomination are and cheese. It. And there was only one black person in that kitchen. <laughs> and what did what did they do? Like they put in the noodles. They probably didn't know all that other stuff was yeah. coming. They're probably looking like what do you like, mean? Okay, noodles. Okay, we're going to try some different cheeses. Okay, that's cool. Like, because you didn't see her in the shot anymore after putting those noodles. I you didn't see her anymore because she she was probably she had to have walked off and like what what are y'all doing? What, what, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing, y'all doing to this great dish? Why I'll, are we overdoing? I'll it? put it this way: there's the southern way of making some of these dish, these dishes and the not southern way because I don't see Paula Dean doing that. No, like if you brought she, in like she would vegetables, add, she would add. She probably do different kinds of cheeses and yeah. then like add butter. Exactly. <laughs> you bring in like a vegetable, she'd be like, "Oh no, that goes to the side. We eat that with the macaroni and cheese. Oh, uh, not in just, the mac and cheese." She's like, "Oh, we're just making mac and cheese right now. You don't have to worry about the vegetables just yet. <laughs> we'll eat those later. <laughs> but we want to put them in the mac and cheese." And she'd probably look at them like. Huh? I, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> That's not how we do things in Savannah. <laughs> That's just not how we do things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Food Network is, is they definitely overdid it. Extra. That's gross. They definitely <laughs> overdid really it with the mac and cheese. Well, my okay. mac and cheese did not have any vegetables in it <laughs> and only had one type of cheese. Cheddar. <laughs> Lots of it. So, um, just give you know, for Christmas. Don't overdo it, guys. With oh, the mac and cheese. Don't I looked it up real quick. Gruyere um, is a Swiss cheese, originated okay. in the cantons of, and out Freiburg or something like that. Yeah, it's that Germany. I don't know. It says uh, Freiburg, oh, wait, Vold, Swiss. and Switzerland. New, I can't pronounce these words. And Bern in Switzerland. So it's named after the town of Gruyere. Okay. Yeah. All right. The um, texture is hard. <laughs> That's what it says. It's aged Swiss cheese. Pasteurized? No. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put that in my cheese. I don't know. But anyway, uh, no thanks. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yes. And don't overdo it with the mac and cheese. And hey, listen to us while you're eating some leftovers because we know you are. Yeah. <laughs> For some days. Ham, some ham sandwiches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into some uh, some news here. Um, so we had the American Music Awards. Did you watch? I did not watch. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> I did hear that Tracy Ellis Ross did a pretty good job okay. uh, hosting. Um, she involved the whole family. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, she's the daughter Evan of Ross, Diana Ross. And then, uh, yeah, Diana Ross is her mom. Evan Ross yeah. is the brother. Evan, yeah, Evan Ross, the actor. Okay. Uh, Rhonda Ross Kendrick, also an actor. Evan Ross, uh, he was in, was he in Gossip Girl? Or was he's he in, uh, he was in ATL. He was in ATL. I know he was. He's in something I used to watch. Um, I, I'll, I I'll figure know. it out later. He, I think he was in one of those bad teen shows. I think it was nine hundred two one zero, and he played one of their boyfriends. Oh, I know. Like, well, Mac Wilds is his music name. Mac Wilds, Tristan Wilds yeah. is his actor name. <laughs> but he was a uh, he was on nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, that's the only, that's the he was a main character. Name. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, we'll get into the awards here. Um, they say who won the most. Uh, Bruno Mars won seven out of eight awards. Jeez, he had a. Uh, <laughs> um, God, what is her name? Um, Nora Jones had a Nora Jones night. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, 
But she was she was five for five. He was. Seven oh, then he did eight. not have Nora Jones. <laughs> uh, so artist of the year went to Bruno Mars. Okay. We need a nickname for him. I don't know. I got to we'll, think. Of, yeah, yeah, we'll think of one. We'll get or, on that. or write one in if you guys are listening. Yeah, if you, if you got an Bruno idea. Mars. If you know about all our nicknames, <laughs> we need one for Bruno Mars. Uh, new artist of the year was Niall Horan of uh, formerly One Who Direction. Who did he beat out again? Uh, James Arthur, Julia Michaels, Post Malone, and Ray Shremmert. Uh, Ray well, Shremmert probably shouldn't have been on there. But yeah, Niall been Horan for, is... For a couple years, but... Yeah, he had the entirety of the One Direction nation <laughs> backing him. Yeah. And they should if, they, if they were voting, yeah, it takes a nation of millions. This was this was by fan <laughs> vote, so definitely, that's how you know they just they span. Which is funny because he's British, <laughs> so like, was it a bunch of people from the UK logging on? We've got to vote several times. <laughs> vote several times. Uh, collaboration of the year. They finally got some love. Despacito. Finally. Because they ain't getting a Grammy. <laughs> You're not getting a Grammy. Well, the, the nominations haven't come out yet. They could still win a Grammy, but the VMAs gave them no love. Yeah, VMAs gave them no love. I don't think, though. Well, well, maybe because of Justin Bieber, maybe, but... Bieber helped. I don't think there's going to be much love for them at the Grammys. Yeah. Just, just calling it right now. <laughs> um, tour of the year was the Head Full of Dreams tour by Coldplay. Okay. Um Favorite male artist pop rock went to Bruno Mars. Female artist pop rock, Lady Gaga. Uh, favorite duo or group in pop rock was the retired 2K Legends. Oh, snap. Okay. The favorite album from in the pop rock category was 24 Karat Magic. Favorite song, Despacito. So they got two awards. Oh, snap. Um, let's see. Favorite artist rap and hip hop went to Drake. But the favorite album went to Kendrick Lamar. Hmm. And the favorite song, rap and hip hop, went to I'm the One, which is DJ Khaled featuring uh what do we call Justin Bieber? I forget. I forgot. I think we could maybe Canadian this, Usher. I don't I don't remember. Oh I thought it was something like this I thought it was a reference to Spotify. Oh yeah, but I don't know if he's still number one on there. He was like a I don't know. I can't remember. I know we called um, DJ Khaled was the Nick Fury. The Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah the Nick Fury of, of, of music. Um, that song also features Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne. Uh, Bruno Mars, who's the favorite male artist in the pop rock, but also favorite male artist in soul R&B. So he's just all over the place. <laughs> uh, favorite female artist, soul R&B, Beyonce. Uh, favorite album. It was the favorite pop rock album. It's the favorite soul R&B album, for magic. <laughs> They're just like it's genre bending. <laughs> uh favorite song soul R and B was That's What I Like. Is he the is he the Beck of pop music? They're just like <laughs> it doesn't fall into a category. <laughs> uh the favorite artist, alternative rock, went to the Lincoln Parks. Okay. Uh favorite artist, adult contemporary. I'm not sure if he's even old enough to drink, Sean Mendez. He is not. <laughs> um Favorite Latin artist was Shakira, <laughs> who beat out Daddy Yankee and Luis Fonzi. <laughs> we're on the same song. They're on the same song. <laughs> they were just reaching. They're like, who's who's famous? Uh, Is Ricky Martin still performing? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like some of these categories only had three nominees. That's all they could find. <laughs> um, and favorite artist EDM were. The Nickelback. Did they get it? Because they music. lost out. They lost out to. Um... They did win. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, they them. beat out Calvin Harris and DJ Snake. 
And uh, video of the year went to That's What I Like. I don't even think that was his best video from that album. I don't think I've seen the video. It has uh, Zendaya in it. Oh, okay. She's also in Versace on the Floor, too, right? Oh, that was Versace on the Floor. Never mind. No, That's What I Like is where he's dancing and it has the like little hand-drawn cartoon. Maybe that's why I won. Because that's creative. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got I got that mixed. But okay. Um all right. If it beat out Despacito and Shape of You. Which I didn't know I, Shape of You had a video. But yeah. I mean of course these things have videos. We just don't pay attention. No. Because there's mean, cause, no central channel to watch them on. Yeah, anymore. like we have to go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> or Vivo. <laughs> yeah. And there's many more interesting things on YouTube than music videos. Yeah. Yeah. And the top soundtrack was Moana. Yeah. And of course, the Lifetime Achievement Award is the mother of the host <laughs> went to <laughs> Diana Ross. Now, uh, I will say, yeah. I don't. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No. So I kind of feel like it's cheating because it just goes back and it's the, the, the best songs of that time. But I will say, as far as like sound design, really works for the movie. Better than the first one. Mm. Um,. Like uh, Fleetwood Mac, the chain is on there at one point, and of course they play it at a part where they're having to work together. <laughs> so it, it just works. <laughs> it just works, and um, yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting movie. I think Kurt Russell was in it too. He played uh, his father. It's pretty okay. interesting. All right, so we'll uh, get into the charts here. The number one song is "Rockstar," still "Rockstar" by Post Malone. But apparently, he's getting a lot John of flack. From people, well, the way he's he, been acting. Uh, Post Malone did have some comments recently where he said, um, "If you're trying to get into music, stay away from hip hop or don't listen to hip hop music mm. because um, it's not. There's no positive message with it. Hmm. Uh, I guess with who's popular, if you're including someone like him or Twenty One Savage, yeah, or you know this new generation of rappers, um." not a lot of positive messages coming from their music. Well, cause they're like, they said, they're the drug user. This is yeah. a drug user generation of music and never has a, uh, an assessment been so accurate. Like that's what these, that's what they are. Like no one deals anymore. <laughs> they just buy and they use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so excuse me. So, um, yeah, that's basically where his, where the backlash is coming from towards him. Okay. Number two, Havana by Camila Cabello featuring Young Thug. I still never heard that song. Ain't as much. Uh, number three, another song I've never listened to, Gucci Gang by Lil Pump. Rest in peace or something like That's that. That's Lil Peep. That's Lil That's Peep. That's a different guy. So Lil Pump is still around? Yeah. I thought... Oh God. Lil Peep is the one who passed. I thought Lil Pump was the one that died. I was happy he had some chart success. <laughs> Yikes. I did not know that. My bad. I don't want to kill nobody. I want to kill nobody. Uh, number four is Thunder by the two retired 2K legends. That song's whack. So what? what's going to happen? Oh, Thunder. Yeah. There's apparently, um, I've never heard the original version. The only version I've heard from Kendra is the EDM remix. Of Thunder? Yeah. There's a there's their version, which apparently is boring to tears. I've only heard the um, the EDM remix, which is all over the place. Well, Thunder, like I thought it sounded like, like okay, y'all just listen to Royals. And song. <laughs> so I'm guessing that is very boring. Yeah. You keep we keep saying that. It's gonna be funny if they're on the next two K game. 
yeah. in the trailer, then they can't be retired anymore. <laughs> uh, number five is Bodak Yellow, parenthesis Money Moves by the love and hip hop legend Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Number six, Too Good at Goodbyes by Sam Smith. Number seven, Perfect by the most influential artist in black music. Number eight, one 800 by Logic featuring Alessia Cara and Khalid. Number nine, Feel It Still by Portugal. The man. <laughs> nice pause. <laughs> They're still hanging in there. That's that's good for them. And number 10, Mi Gente by J Balvin and Willie William featuring Beyonce. So, yeah, those are that is the top 10 songs. Let's get to the top 10 albums debuting at number one. Of course, <laughs> reputation by the fake news of pop music. So <clears throat> apparently it sold more records than the entire, like, I think the top 10 combined or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, that that's so annoying. I mean, like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on the one for, for what they're doing. Yay. Ooh, yay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you could have made a better record. Yeah. You could have made a better <laughs> record. I think it's funny that they won't put the picture I'm looking right here. They don't put the picture. Yeah, there. They, I don't see the picture. Maybe they had to like, you know, pay extra for that. <laughs> She's keeping that away for a week. Too. For a week. Yeah. Has that has that been put on Spotify yet? Um, I don't know. I'm sitting here like talking about the album. I haven't even listened to it yet. I for, I totally forgot about it. Honestly. Yeah. yeah like on there. I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll look later. Okay. I'm not that concerned. Okay. All right. School. Uh, number two, the thrill of thrill of it all by Sam Smith. Number three, Heartbreak on a Full Moon by Virginia's Finest, Chris <laughs> Brown. 45 songs. Uh, I think people are still on track seven. They're on track seven right you, now. <laughs> you know, you could also call him Virginia Slim because he is kind of skinny. Nah, because that's the name of a cigarette. It's not. <laughs> and it's still not on know. Spotify. Maybe she's not going to put it on Spotify. She's trying not to. Um <laughs> Number four, Stony by Post Malone. Number five, Divide by the most influential artist in black music. So it's actually moving back up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, Without Warning, collaboration album with 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin. Number seven, Red Pill Blues by Maroon 5. We, sh- we should call them the Adam Levine. Just call them Adam what they Levines. are. The yeah, Adam Levine's. Adam Levine's, yes. Call it what it is. Number eight, debuting at number eight. Synthesis by Evanescence. Oh, snap. They are back, apparently. Oh, God. Number nine, Live in No Shoes Nation by Kenny Chesney. And number 10, the recently named People's (laughs) Sexiest Man Alive. He is. is, Lake Shelton's album, Texoma Shore. He is not happy about that either. (laughs) He was like, it's like ruining his life. (laughs) Yeah, he said it's ruining his life. Hey, look, man, this is what happens when you're on TV in front of a lot of grandmothers. Yeah, basically, <laughs> who who think that Adam Levine's a little too young for them or they don't like all them tattoos. They yeah. got on him. Adam Levine, he's 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 got tattoos and I, I'm just that just that's a little too edgy for me. Mm hmm. That's, that's what happens. And he sings with rappers and uh, just too much. You know, who is this scissor? <laughs> So yeah, that is the top ten uh, albums. So we'll get over to the artist one hundred. Of course, number one, she released an album. <laughs> so 
She technically has uh, satisfied the requirements according <laughs> to this podcast. The fake news of pop music, number one. Number two, the most influential artist in black music. Number three, the retired 2K legends. Number four, Post Malone. Number five, Sam Smith. Number six, Camila Cabello. Number seven, the love and hip hop legend Cardi B. Number eight, 21 Savage. Number nine, the Adam Levines. <laughs> and number 10, Eminem. Who still has not received a response from the president and likely never will. <laughs> like, here, but here's the thing, though. And I saw a video recently. You don't want that fire. <laughs> you don't want it with Eminem. <laughs> you don't want that fire. You don't want it with him. Like he like I think we can make a list of who the president won't respond to. Uh, well, Eminem is clearly on the list. Yeah. I think after this, maybe you could add LeVar Ball to that list after he gets yeah. done with that. I don't, I don't think he'll be coming back at LeVar Ball anymore. <laughs> and I think it's also been kind of proven that he didn't really do anything yeah. to get those players out mm-hmm. of. Because one, the players weren't in jail. They were at a, a hotel by the lake. Yeah, they were just on house arrest. With great views. And it wasn't really house arrest. Oh, they could still go? They could just like move, go along as they please. <laughs> they were still being investigated. So it was kind of like in the States, like we're investigating you. We're, you're not under arrest, but we suggest <laughs> that you don't leave the country. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like that. In law and order, they would have said, surrender your passport. <laughs> and, and at the end also... Like they weren't actually facing five to 10 years in prison. Normally what happens with uh, foreigners that get uh, that get in trouble, they're just deported. Yeah. So money. It was more like, uh, just get out of here. okay? just go. Yeah. All all that money. Like, why are you still in the Gucci store? Like you, your your brother's in the NBA. (laughs) Your father has your father's got money. No, this is I don't think anybody's talking about this. I think he actually does this at home. Who? Like in, Leangelo? In the, yeah. You think he Chino just know area gets off on this? Yeah. I think he actually has shoplifted at the local mall in Chino Hills, wherever that is. Just for the hell of it. Just for the hell of it. <laughs> Cause he's, he's like, what do you do for kicks? Man, shoplift, man. <laughs> he needs that adrenaline rush. Get it on the court. <laughs> Get your game up. What position does he play? Leangelo. He's like a, He's just like a small forward shooting guard. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, I saw that you mentioned. So you don't think Lamelo's going to the NBA? I don't think Leangelo's going to the. You NBA. don't think Leangelo's going to the NBA? What about Lamelo? You think he's good enough? Well, I mean, he's sixteen though. He's young. I don't know. I mean, he's got to he's got to grow and get stronger. Kind of like how Lonzo Ball is at that point now. Yeah. Like ever people say that he might need to get a little stronger. Um, Lamelo. I don't I don't know. I like I don't know what his role is going to be on a team because of how he played in high school. It mm-hmm. was just I'm going to pull up from half court. And that was like a normal thing mm-hmm. <laughs> or to pull up from 35 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has that kind of range. But does that mean he's going to be successful um, even on the college level? Yeah, that seems a bit much. <laughs> and like. It's possible that he won't even play in college. I think it's less and less likely that he's going to play in college. This close to the one and done rule being done away with and all that. Mm. Um, and I know Leangelo is suspended indefinitely, but if they dismiss him from the team, then why would LaMelo also go to UCLA? Yeah. So 
Yeah. Um, sports talk. Yeah. <laughs> we a like sports, if you guys can't tell. We can give you a little bit of that every yeah. now and then. All right. So, but we um, should make that list though of people in music that we don't think that he would respond to. I think yeah. that'd be very funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we're gonna have a little bit of fun here. I want to see him go at it with Taylor Swift. <laughs> but would Taylor Swift say anything though? I don't know. In my mind, I just want to see her come out against him, just to see what if he would go there, because there's nothing worse than these people's fan bases. Like, so I would like to see the Swifties or the beehive or um, the one direction army go after Donald Trump because they're going to be relentless. It's going to be relentless and it's going to be, it's going to make for great comedy folks. It's going to make for great. You like, you think like, Oh God, it's, it's let me shut up. Cause it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> we're going to have a little fun here. Uh, now, we talked before about Chrisette Michelle performing at the uh, inauguration of our current president and her receiving a lot of backlash for it, especially from black people mm-hmm. um, to feel that that she was. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know why she did it, maybe because, oh, it, it's the president. It's a big deal. But not really paying attention to the actual, the actual person. person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sometimes the person's the bigger than the moment up to too. the election. Yeah. Right. So uh, I feel like um, she made a song here that is just pandering, uh, <laughs> trying to get back into um, the good graces of black people, specifically black Twitter. <laughs> um, so she came out with a song titled black lives matter. Um, <laughs> I have not listened to this song, neither has been, but I, I want to play this song and we'll discuss it to, to see if, how far this pandering goes. Cause just the, this, the title alone is pandering. So we, all right, we need to make predictions here. Okay. So <clears throat> I think, well, let me see. I want to write these down. What is she going to make a reference to? So I know I think she's going to make reference to um, Eric Garner. He was well, the one uh, in New York, right? Yeah. Okay. The, the, if she she'll make reference to any of any of those people to Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland. Oh man, Trayvon Tamir Martin. That seems Rice. like years ago. I th- think she'll still go back that far. She, she might go back that far. I um, hey, look if it's on Colin Kaepernick's shirt, I think it might be included in this song. She is also, I think she is going to have a sample of audio, maybe from like, because there's there's a sample of audio of him saying, um, I can't breathe. Yeah. Um, And I think maybe. I think there may be some sample of audio from like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. <laughs> then she's, now she's just like patronizing <laughs> us. I also think she's going to have. At some point, she will say "hands up." Hands up, don't shoot. I think I don't know if she's gonna say "don't shoot," but I know I, I can hear "hands up." Oh, okay. She will if uh, like uh, if she'll make a she'll mention someone's name, or she'll mention Ferguson in some way. I could hear that. I could hear that. So we got Eric <laughs> Garner reference, or just really any anyone, any person shot. I any wonder shot if she will, or or just or um, so Philando Castile. I wonder yeah, if she'll Philando Castile. I wonder if she'll reference. 
So there was another guy down in, um, this really outraged a lot of people. The guy down in Florida, they got shot defending the mentally disabled person. Oh, yeah, he was laying on, on his yeah, back. Yeah, and they asked the cop why he shot him. He says, I don't know. I wonder if she'll reference him, or do you have to have died for her to, <laughs> for her to reference you? <laughs> because I we don't know that guy's name, you yeah. have to have died. Yeah, you have to have died. Okay. So any person killed, sample audio of... Of Philando Castile, Martin Luther King... Malcolm X, Eric Garner, uh, some, think she, some, some think kind of sample audio. Do you think she'll go as far as Malcolm X because she doesn't want to, you know, upset the other half? Well, the <laughs> hey, I'm just being real here. I'm being real here. If I'm her, if I'm her publicist, if okay. If it's Martin Luther King, it, it has to also be Malcolm X, <laughs> or it's a neither of them. Yeah, it's both or neither. <laughs> um, and then we got hands up. We'll put in parentheses. <laughs> don't shoot like an 80s song <laughs> although we I haven't could, read the lyrics either all, so i could hear and i like brad paisley but i could hear brad paisley doing that because he made a song called welcome to the future in which he references in the song he references how in high school i don't know if this is like autobiographical but he references in high school the running back of the football team asked out a white girl and got a cross put on his um on his um on his lawn and then he talks about how we have a black president and how far we've come i could see him doing a song like this called hands up in parentheses don't shoot <laughs> <laughs> i just could well you've heard you bear the song they did with ll cool j the oh, accidental racist god and i know he has he probably has the best of intentions yeah and he seems like a cool guy he's funny in the commercials with peyton manning you know but like did anyone just say hey man you know not not with to, LL. You don't have to try so hard. Not with him. Like, no, it was probably LL's idea. Oh, I should get a country artist. Did we? Did Nelly can do it? Did me and Chris ever tell you what we thought it would sound like? Have you heard the song "Accidentally in Love"? <laughs> Accidentally <laughs> racist. <laughs> come on, come on, help another black man. Come on, come on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So we got Eric Garner re- reference or just anyone killed. Sample audio of Philando Castile, um, MLK, Eric Garner, Malcolm X. Somewhere in their hands up, don't shoot. We want to add in anything else just to um, just oh, to round it out. Re- any reference to Ferguson? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, any reference to the president? To Ferguson. Either our current one or, or the Obama. former one. Yes. <laughs> um. I feel like Black Girl Magic might be included in the lyrics. I would say that. Only thing is, the single right before this one was called Strong Black Women, which probably okay, has, probably Black, has Girl Black Girl Magic all over it. it. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think she will use a lyric from a famous social song by a black artist like she'll make a reference to what's going on or i'm black and i'm proud um anything written by curtis mayfield pretty much (laughs) (laughs) it'll be it'll be like some some lyric of a song like that all right so my going for broke here is that this is just a song that trolls black people i doubt it's gonna be that (laughs) but after singing at the inauguration Maybe it's just a song that just makes fun of the entire movement. <laughs> um, and the chorus is actually all lives matter. <laughs> and she says, what about Asian people? 
Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Which apparently Asian people and black people are beefing on Twitter because they're sick of getting discriminated against by black people. So that was interesting. It was a um, post that said, y'all think that having an Asian girl is, is cute until you um, go to Thanksgiving and they're passing around this. And it's a picture of rats. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's like... You see, there. I saw this meme. It's like of, pretty on um, the nose. That's pretty. <laughs> I see a meme of this guy. He's standing in a room, and this is black guy standing in a room, and this white girl standing off to the side, like near the door. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, I guess that the meme is he's speaking to whoever is behind the camera, yeah. or or he's who he's facing on her behalf. Yeah. So he's like. Um, Sarah just wanted to know why her fat-free casserole is in the trash. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh, God. Or it's like, uh, Becky just wanted to know why everyone is like whispering and behind her back. She went to the west- restroom and then saw and just heard a bunch of whispering. She wanted to know what that was about. It was like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's a reference I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, or it was like uh, Stephanie uh, is tired of everyone calling her Becky so <laughs> I think we're just gonna go her name is Stephanie <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> so, we're gonna play this song Black Lives Matter by Chrisette Michelle and uh, we're gonna see if we see uh, this goes. if we had alcohol this could be a drinking game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright here we go Turn the volume. Here we go. Oh, I didn't hear that. An organ. I didn't church organ. Mm-hmm. Oh, not stereotypes. Church organ. What's <laughs> <laughs>
I'm, I'm, I was just reading along. I was like, damn, I, I did not think I would actually be this close to being right. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> so it ends with the last lyrics of the song. If your life matters, then stand up no matter. So, uh, wow. I was, I didn't even know this song existed before Craig told me about it when he came in here. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Let's see if she's on a if this is if this has made its way to genius yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see the the breakdown of um, uh, this song. I don't think I don't think it's on genius. No, it's not there yet. Probably on like principle. <laughs> it's not a genius. So she does. She has a song called "Let Freedom Ring" with Talib Kweli and Black Thought. I don't know how old that is though. She's trying to get some cred. So yeah, that was interesting. Um, so yeah, just looking over the lyrics, none of these references were. We, we, we were no. Yeah, it was basically this was a uh, a thinly veiled "All Lives Matter." I think it was a. Uh, well, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like that by saying stuff like, um, "If love is love, is love is love." Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was, let's see, is your blood red? Someone always makes a reference to uh, that. How people bleed the same. We all bleed the same. We bleed the same blood until I have to be against you. <laughs> um, having a line like, um, if love is love, don't we all match? Because if it's true, is it just black? Um, Some of the lyrics are nonsensical. And when I stand, stand with my black. Okay. Um, like at some point, it's like at some point she's trying to be a little militant. And then she backs up and says, but hey, you know, blood's red, man. You know, someone's in uh, the second verse. Racism is louder than it's clear. What's the hurt in hearing my fear? Doesn't mean I don't see your pain. It just means we're human the same. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a reference to being we're all human. Mm-hmm. Um, human race. <laughs> yeah. If your life <clears throat> matters, then stand no matter. Yeah. Look, this was unnecessary. Hey, she's trying to bring that unity, bruh. No, she's trying to get black Twitter back on her side. When did this come out? Did it come out just in time for Thanksgiving? <laughs> this came out a couple weeks ago. Okay, I was going to say, like, yeah, she released on Thanksgiving. She's like, we all need to be <laughs> thankful for being alive, you know? Let's sit down and eat some turkey and some dressing or, you know, stuffing, depending <laughs> on what you <laughs> You know, you know, and, you know, whether you're eating potato salad or mashed potatoes or, you know, or, or, or casserole or <laughs> or apple pie or pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie. Which, by the way, I like both. I think that's allowed. I like sweet potato and pumpkin. Some folks at my job are like, nah, you know, in my, our neighborhoods, we eat sweet potato. I'm like, it tastes the same to me. <laughs> I wasn't exposed to pumpkin pie for a long time. Likewise. But when I had it, I couldn't tell. I was like, oh, this is great sweet potato pie. Like, no, nah, this is pumpkin. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <They're> both orange. 
<laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. So, like, you could, you know, I don't know if that makes me not a real one. If I'm not woke, I don't know. You're not woke. Because you know what else either. I had? I had some pound cake and had some key lime pie. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. All right. Uh, so good. <laughs> um, Don't have much to contribute on the conversation for this, but... Uh, rest in peace to Malcolm Young from yeah. ACDC um, and also to rapper Lil Peep. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Malcolm Young was one of the founding members, right? Yes. Brother of Angus Young. Yes, from ACDC. Yeah, played rhythm guitar. So, yeah. Um, and with Lil Peep, it's it's very weird. I don't know if it's going to start a conversation. I don't know if anything can start a conversation anymore <clears throat> about drug use. But the thing with Lil Peep is, like we're talking about, like, Rappers today, the the popular ones are making drug user music, mm-hmm. while the ones of the previous generation are making drug dealer music. Um, Lil Peep, he, on his, it was either on his Instagram or his Snapchat, like a few hours before he died because he was found dead on his tour bus. Oh, um, <clears throat> he's popping pills, so yeah. he, he died of an overdose. Um, it's one one rapper. I think it was Fredo Santana. He just said, "Look, uh, he's like uh, kids. Just he just said, just stick to weed. <laughs> Don't pop any more pills. Just stick to weed, okay?" Um, That's but crazy. I know Phil will start a conversation on the abuse of prescription drugs. It is an issue in if our it country, but if the conversation hasn't started by now, I don't think it's going yeah, to. Yeah, at, at least like. At least one person talk to your kid or talk to someone who is who is doing that because, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it, it's it's drug addiction is a. I mean, we're not trying. I'm not trying to address it here, but no, it's a it's a it's a more complex issue than I think a lot of people realize. I think it, it's been normalized a lot recently. Yeah. Well, because it's so prevalent, especially yeah. in the music industry. Yeah. You know, you have so many artists that use, sing about using. Um, I mean, hell, um, Chester Bennington, you know. Yeah. User. Um, I'm cer- I'm fairly certain Chris Cornell was, Scott Weiland. Um, so, it, like, in rock music, it's almost normal. Like, mm-hmm. at this point, like, it, it happens so much. And then, of course, like we mentioned in hip hop, it's a bunch of, you know, it's drug using music. Yeah. Um, as far as pop music goes, you don't really see it that much because it's not talked about that much in pop music. Sometimes it leaks in there because you will have an artist from another genre come in and, and maybe either get a hit song or guest with somebody and make a and make a reference to it. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you hear it. You hear it a lot. And um, there's this uh, <laughs> there's this podcast I listen to. Um and they kind of branched off into another podcast, but is these two guys, um, Cody Co and Noel Miller. Yeah. They have a podcast called the tiny meat gang mm-hmm. podcast, but they made like a parody rap group <laughs> called tiny meat gang. And they had a, they had a song called, uh, super Zan, but they're talking about Xanax. Oh God. <laughs> but kind of make it a reference to, uh, dragon ball Z <laughs> as well. But basically they're talking about like, just using Xanax and like they've heard a lot of songs where rappers make references. Okay. Xanax, yeah, yeah. okay. Like future. Yeah. 
Um, so basically, like, I got a Z and another Z, and then I put that in my other Z and have a big super Z. You know, so <laughs> I play that song after after we record here. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be like basic. The like the the with, as far as like a public service announcement, mm-hmm. one of the worst ones I've ever seen because it's like. He didn't really say anything, but maybe I don't know if that would help. Like, there's one with Michael Jordan. He was oh. like, this was like 1986, 87, yeah. and he's like, he's like, kids, don't do drugs. If you're doing drugs, stop it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's your advice, Michael. Like that's he's like, I'm Michael Jordan. Like, that's all I gotta say. If you're doing drugs, stop, stop it. it. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that no, was, should have done it like uh, like the priest from uh, Family Guy. He's like, God is good, huh? And if you're not good, he's going to come down here and bust your freaking skull. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if you do drugs, he's going to come down here and bust your freaking skull. <laughs> so stop doing drugs. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, man. The Italian uh, priest. <laughs> all right. That will do it for our uh, music news. And whatever else we just talked about. <laughs> Mafia. Anti-drug campaign. <laughs> so, Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week? So, um, I'm going to go with, uh, and I've already forgot the name of it, but it is, in my, it is a good song. I can never remember. It's, the, it's from, uh, not Hootie. Let me stop that. He has a name. His name is Darius Rucker. It is from his first album um, called um, Send. Back to Then. Back to Then. Excuse me. Back to Then. Um, it got, it got put in my, um, Spotify discover. I don't know why. I, I wonder if this was when my account had been hacked <laughs> mm. and they're just listening to all sorts of things. Um, which that in public service announcement, if you ever notice like weird listening activity, people check your Spotify <laughs> because that's what happened now, because now there's like a good 200 songs saved to my profile that I've never heard mm. that I would never listen to. Um, so but it's a good song. It ended up being a good song. Um, yeah. So hopefully you like it as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is uh, This Is My World by Darius Rucker from his debut solo album, Back to Then, which was R&B. On Hidden Beach. <laughs> so yeah. it's extra R&B. Mm-hmm. Jill Scott was on there. Didn't you say your mom had this this record? Or did no. you have it? I no. thought one of y'all had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't claiming. Mm-hmm. Don't put that on me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, this is my world by Darius Rucker, and we'll be right back. Yeah. 
All right, that is This Is My World by Darius Rucker from his album Back to Then, which Ben just showed me includes background vocals from Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I got to figure um, out which one. Not sure which song. <laughs> um, you're probably wondering, are there other good songs in this album? Mm, yeah. Well, I heard uh, the, the single wild one, was right? Wild One. Yeah, That's really. the only one I've heard. <laughs> I didn't really care for that song. So that's why I didn't think I would like anything else. But yeah, there, there's not much better on this. That happened to be a good song, though. But I, I feel like like he has, you know, like a, a rich, deep tenor, probably close to baritone, really. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't work. To, you know, he doesn't he's not Barry White. <laughs> no. So it just doesn't really work that well. Like, I'm glad he went back to doing. Well, I mean, like it's country, but in the his, 90s, his voice, like even even hearing that song, like. Yeah, country is more his, mm-hmm. more his steez. Well, in the '90s, it was pop rock. That's all it really yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, now it's I mean, country. Hootie was basically country. Yeah, it was like, like yeah, it, it would that would be country today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so um, we uh, started the episode with a cover of Dishwalla's "Counting Blue Cars" by the Madison Project. By the Madison Project, which yeah. is a an acapella group. I'm guessing from University of Wisconsin. Mm-mm. They're James Madison. Oh, James Madison. Yeah, JMU. Yeah. That's in Virginia? I'm not sure. Uh, let's take a look-see and see. I think that's in Virginia. I think you might be right. I know he was a president. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even look. I saw Madison and immediately thought Wisconsin. Uh, Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Yeah. So, yep. James Madison University in Virginia. Um, from their album, the Khaki album. <laughs> that makes him sound like a frat. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Khaki and Blue Blazer album. That's what <laughs> um, Do they wear a white shirt and then like a striped tie? A striped, like something in gold. Yeah. Striped. And then they've got the, the sunglasses around their neck and we're just stereotyping right here. Um, what was the guy from Stanford? The swim guy? They got away with Oh, the, yeah. Bryce, no, not Bryce. Something, something. Yeah, it's got to have a feature from him. Yeah. Like he's gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a little on the nose? That's yeah. a little. <laughs> uh, it's a little hey, harsh. We like everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my best friends were frat guys. 
See how that feels? See how that feels when you say yeah. it? When you reverse it? Some of my best friends were frat guys. See how that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was this one comedian who was like after the um, attacks in in Paris mm-hmm. and um, he was like I understand you know praying for Paris but all cities matter and then he's <laughs> like I'm just kidding but that's how ridiculous y'all sound sometimes <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. so um, we're doing another installment of Because Five uh, one hit wonders from 1996. And so just 1996. Just 1996. We had to get a little. Um, we had to finagle a couple of things. The song may have been released in 95 and became a hit in 96, or it was released in uh, 96 and then became a hit in 97. Yeah. But it, it as long as 90, 1996 is involved, it's got to be tied to it somehow. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, of course, we have our five. We have two honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and as is customary, Ben, why don't you tell us about your first honorable mention? So I'm going to go with Amanda Marshall, Birmingham. And honestly, I, th- I think this is a really good song, but it's it's still kind of new in my life. So I, I did not know this song when it came out. I heard this song on one of my Spotify discover lists back um a few months ago and thought it was a really good song so kind of went with it um yeah i don't know if she's actually well no she's not from birmingham no she's canadian (laughs) so i have to wonder what she knows about birmingham but it just makes me think of the south which you know for all intents and purposes i do like this part of the country for what it is what you can see and things like that and um birmingham is a very historic city and it just it's a story and it just makes me think of Alabama. So, okay. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's not too much to it, honestly. Amanda Marshall, she's a Canadian singer. She had a song in um, The Replacements that I actually heard before this. And I guess just because I listen to that song a lot, because I listen to that song a lot, they put this on there. So, but yeah, this is her only song um, that hit the Hot 100 in the United States, peaked at number 43. Okay. Alabama Moon. And she was not a writer on this, so I doubt she's ever seen the Alabama Moon. <laughs> Just gonna assume that. Yeah. Alright. Um, and this sounds like one of those songs I would hear on Light 98. Yeah. It's definitely it's got that adult contemporary sound, so even though I didn't hear it until this year, I'm pretty sure if it if I heard it back in nineteen ninety six, I would have loved it instantly. <laughs> It would have been on Sunny 100. And as a matter of fact, who knows? Maybe this got played on Sunny 100 and I just didn't remember it or something. All right. Uh, so that is Amanda Marshall, Birmingham. And trying to get my first one queued up here. All right, here we go. All right. So I told Ben. I'm anxious because I know Ben's list. He doesn't know mine. <laughs> uh, I told Ben, like, I remember the story you told me associated with this song. <laughs> now, when I really want to know what this is now. <laughs> so this is DJ cool. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Oh God. Oh God. Turn the beat, cause we are the best. We got 
Oh God, I have to tell the story. <laughs> oh God, I forgot. <laughs> So I work with some people who are from the D.C. area, who have lived in the D.C. area and just talking about Go-Go and everything, <laughs> how big it is up there. Oh, God. There was a movie this was in, too, that was really funny, where the scene was really funny. I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is Let Me Clear My Throat by DJ Cool. Um, hip-hop and Go-Go. Uh, I believe he is also from um, he is from DC, where Go Go originated, and it's really kind of just stayed there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, D- DC likes to keep things their own. Uh, not a lo- not a lot of stuff in Go Go gets beyond DC. You know, so I wonder what happened to the dude. So the story about this song was um, when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> We used to kind of have like, you know, well, now they call it like roast sessions, but we would call it like janking on each other back then. I don't know if, if younger people know that term. Or joning. Or joning on people, yeah. Now it's just a roast session, but we didn't do it on a phone. We did it to each other's faces. <laughs> and there was this one kid named D.A. who's like parents always had him dressed in like the nicest things. Like, as a matter of fact, I remember he had like this Fila jumpsuit. Like, Fila was like, back then was like hot stuff. And his parents always make sure his hair, his waves were on point, like just yeah, everything. <laughs> and like, of course, like, you know, it's his parents because in sixth grade, who the hell has style? Like you just wear whatever, you know? Um, and so because he was always so well dressed, no one ever knew what to go at him with. And so just one day, for some reason, <laughs> I was like, D.A., man, why your face so crusty, man? And I was like, D.A., <laughs> D.A., wash your face. <laughs> And I just sung it to that. I was like, D.A., wash your face. Everybody's like, oh, snap. Oh, man. Like, no one could believe that, like, I was able to come up with something that didn't involve getting on his clothing. I should say, you got a crusty face, man. Wash your face. <laughs> and he didn't have a recourse. So I think it was kind of like I was Buster Douglas and he was Mike Tyson. He didn't expect anyone to put up a fight. You got him that one time. <laughs> he didn't expect it. He was like, what do you mean he's punching back? <laughs> And like it, it like shut him down and like I was I became like a legend after that in the roast sessions <laughs> oh god and I didn't have a and like like a like a poor relief pitcher I didn't have a second pitch <laughs> like that was all I had was wash your face but that was all I needed <laughs> um, some other things about this song um, you hear the the intro to Hollywood swinging so it did sample that um, and it samples the song 900, the 900 number by the 45 King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it includes the, the two bars, the two bar saxophone riff is from Unwind Yourself by Marva Whitney. Uh, wow, I did not know this. So it says the actual line, let me clear my throat, is taken from New Style from the Beastie Boys. Well, yeah, he used that line. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, as of right now, it is the official goal song for the Buffalo Sabers. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. And that was by online vote. <laughs> so in Buffalo, DJ Cool has reached there, of course. And yeah, so the thing that always kind of got me about this song too, the live feel of it. So it was recorded at the Bahama Bay Club in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was recorded live. And like I like that. Like it's a hit song that was recorded live. Like that's so cool to me. 
you don't hear that very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the only other song I can think of, and not to compare songs, but to to hear about songs that were recorded live, and that version is what goes out mm-hmm. is um, Prince's "Purple Rain." Yeah, that was recorded live at the First Avenue Club in Minneapolis. And basically, he he did some other things to make it sound like a studio version, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really like the live version. And it was, I think it was the first time the band had played that song. Uh, the first time they had played it live, it was the first time like anyone had ever heard it. Really, yeah. so yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure. Well, not, I'm sure they were on point because, of course, it's Prince. You mm-hmm. have to be on point to, be. to play with Prince, <laughs> or he will find you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. That damn. That's a good song. How did I forget that? <laughs> All right. So tell us about your second honorable mention. So going with, um, I don't know if you could call it hip hop classic, but I'm going to call it one. Crucial conflicts. Hey, um, yeah, man. This song was. This song was like, man. There's something about this song that's just so awesome. Like there's just like the It's kind of got like a, a bit of a country feel In the background some of the stuff Like with that little yeah. Like it's kind of some Like bluegrassy the, the, the I guess The didgeridoo Yeah Yeah, I guess they, that is a didgeridoo yeah Matt had a didgeridoo He still has a didgeridoo Those things are fun <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah like this is just a really cool song um, This was what 7th grade I think Sixth or seventh grade, uh, I, can't, I can't remember. This was sixth grade. Yeah, just I remember jamming to this song. They had a second single that didn't really go anywhere. Um, but like this song was just awesome. Of course, like back then, because where are they from? They're from. Uh, they are from Chicago. Chicago. So like yeah, like this was kind of classified as Midwest hip hop, which was like kind of hitting at that point. Like with um, yeah. Bone Thugs, the Brat, um, Twista. Uh, Common was coming up yeah. at the time. So. And they all had like their own sound. Like it was, they didn't like they didn't rap it as as fast or quite like um, like uh, Twista or like uh, Bone Thugs. But they still, you know, they still had their own sound. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard to because they didn't to me. They don't sound like the rest of the Midwest. I think the interesting thing to me is I feel like they were signed. I mean, th- like this is a good song, mm-hmm. but I felt like. After the success of Crossroads, the mm-hmm. previous summer, yeah, they're probably just looking for Midwest. record companies looking like, okay, we need we need a Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, like uh, go to go to yeah. go to Chicago, go to Illinois, go to Cleveland, go somewhere, find me a. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how a lot of people, you know, during the trap music, snap music phase, were just getting signed. Coming people, coming yeah, D four L, remember them? <laughs> yeah, um, trying to see if they were discovered by someone. Well, they were on no. Universal, yeah. which, let me see where Bone Thugs was, because maybe, because I don't think uh, the Brat was on Social Death, but I don't know who distributed them. Oh. But yeah, this was, I thought this came out the year before, because I thought, but this was one of those songs that, um, heavy rotation on, on BET. Oh, yeah. Very heavy rotation. And I think, like a lot of people, you know, I think uh, we talked about before how songs may be associated with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably thought this was Bone. You think so? Yeah, I could hear that. Bones, uh, yeah, man, that song was awesome though. So, uh, "Hey" by Crucial Conflict. 
I ma- imagine hay is supposed to be weed. Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If not, you know, it's whatever. about smoking weed in the middle in of a barn. barn. <laughs> How much more Midwest can it get? <laughs> Peaked at number eighteen on the Hot 100. Hey, this makes me think of Thanksgivings at my aunt's house. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was your second honorable mention. Yes. My second honorable mention. Uh, as I said, this this one uh, was. A, I believe, a token white and or a red tide, red tide saga staple, <laughs> um, or just like, I know what it is now. I know it, I'm not gonna say anything, but I know what it is now. Yeah, it was. If it's what I'm thinking of, it was um, a token white staple. Yeah, we right. played the hell out of this song. <laughs> and like every time I see Chris, every time I hear him sing, I hear this. song. You hear this song? You know they used to play it. Um, they play it Destin and Destin a lot. <laughs> At the swamp. <laughs> so this is uh, Cumbersome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by Sevenberry 3. Oh, man. This was a staple. <laughs> I think this was one of the first songs I learned with him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sings it so well, though. Now I feel like we got to get him on the show to, so people can hear him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't a dig at him, either. No. <laughs> it's not a dig at him. Like, this, this it, it's just how he sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Live this is in, in his X wheelhouse. Lounge. Oh man, live in the X Lounge. That was um I think that was a 99X thing. Let me see here. Oh no, that's Birmingham. Okay, never mind. I know we did some live in the X Lounge stuff too. But they're let me see, I'm pretty certain they're from Florida. No, they're from Virginia. That's so weird because like they play all the time um down in the on like on the panhandle, like all around that area. Well they recorded this song in Florida. Makes sense, because I know we we were down there for spring break once, and it was either Seven Mary Three or Crossfade were playing mm. with US Eighty. <laughs> the band used to come to coat. Yeah, yeah, they were playing with them. Um, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, this song. This is a good song. This is a good song. I, I would have. This would have been on my list had I remembered it. <laughs> um, with this song. Um, That was me. I'd be singing them harmonies. <laughs> the the rare rock song with harmonies, or, or at least like they try to have some kind of harmonies. Uh, and this is this is the this is one of those songs to where where you know about a word uh, because of a certain song. So cumbersome is one of those. Uh, you're so you're so cumbersome. Yeah. Like oh, you only know that because that song. Yeah. That's kind of. The, that I think, and it might be the only context in which I would use that word. Yeah. Is it reference to this song? <laughs> kind of like how I would use the word prerogative. It's only in reference to Bobby Brown because <laughs> it's my prerogative. So this, of course, is post grunge. I didn't even have to look at it to know. It's yeah, this is this, this is, is post grunge. <laughs> Why is it post grunge? Because it came after grunge. <laughs> even I, the- I think I think the grunge era ended with uh, it ended when Kurt Cobain died. <laughs> So any music that comes out after that is post grunge. Yeah. Uh, this song um, it peaked at number thirty nine on the Hot One Hundred, but it was number one on Billboard's mainstream rock tracks, and uh, it was included on their original debut, Churn, which is from nineteen ninety four. 
but it became successful in 1996. Yeah. So yeah, cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. I wonder what they're up to now. <laughs> oh, they're not touring right now. Check back for dates. Okay. SM3. No, 7m3.com. It's a very interesting URL. Hmm. Man, 7m3. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get to your number five. Number five. Um, well, I'll tell the story of how I became attracted to this song. Not a surf popular. Um, is my number five song. This song is really original. Like this song is so original. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how to describe it other than being really original. Like it's it's basically the vo- the the verses are just talking, yeah. <laughs> and he's reciting. Um, he's reading from a book. I forget the name. Oh of yeah, it. it was um, it was something about. I think it was Some actually the of, teenage guy to popularity or something like that. Yeah, it was something about like uh, the social aspect of being in high school. Yeah. Okay, so the whole song, except for the chorus, are parts made up from uh, the 1964 teen advice book, Penny's Guide to Teenage Charm and Popularity. And like, it's disturbing. Some of the things, like when you listen to it, it's just like, oh God, <laughs> this is what you're telling people to do? Um, yeah. And like that's all like the verses are just that. And then like, you know, the chorus, of course, it's like I'm popular, like which is you know a little catchy hook and everything. Um But what drew me to this, the first time I saw the video, um, there's a hot cheerleader making out with somebody in the video, and I thought that was really cool. So I kept watching the video and then I became into the song. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's basically why. Um But like the video is just them like in a, on the school football field playing as like you know there's one part where like cheerleaders are dancing around them and there's another there's like football players like running like drop like those barrel roll drills and stuff <laughs> like it's the weirdest thing and it's cut in with scenes with the lead singer like in a classroom dressed as a teacher lecturing students <laughs> yeah it was a very odd video every two weeks I love this Johnny Football Hero this is a book. <laughs> like, this is a book, man. God. <laughs> um, this is awful. <laughs> but I love, but because of that, like, so after I got past the fact that, like, you know, there was a really hot girl in the video making out with somebody, and I started paying attention to the actual song, I was like, wow, like, this is a pretty, this is a pretty deep song. Like, they should have made a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think I think the song may have inspired some movies. Yeah, like Mean Girls. Yeah, Jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Pleasantville. Yeah, <laughs> and then on top of that, like it has a really kind of doom doom doom. Like I like that opening riff. Yeah, it's really cool. But um, to me though, man, this like, oh God, Rick Ocasek produced this. <laughs> I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rick Ocasek of the Cars. Um, but this to me kind of goes to show the importance of something like an MTV because I saw this video literally just sitting watching music videos and something about the music video caught my attention and because of that I became you know a fan of the song Um, because I know there's and there's even other songs I I fell in love with because of Beavis and Butthead because I used to watch videos (laughs) and just make fun of them Um, so like that kind of I mean, I know it's, you know, I don't want to sound like an old person, but 
that's the importance really of the music video genre and having stations like VH1 and MTV um, and even to an extent BET. Um, you can you can find a lot just sitting there watching music videos. You can find a lot. This is one of those songs. All right. Um, so that was your number five. Mm-hmm. My number five. Uh, this is a song I thought would be on your list. <laughs> um, I, but I'm not sure if you even like the song at all. But it is Nobody Knows by the Tony Rich Project. I do like this song. Um, it would have it, it mostly would have been an honorable mention. I don't like it as much as I used to. Um, this brings up memories of when I was in sixth grade and the Lions Club took a whole bunch of um, kids to like up and down the East Coast. Like we went to D.C., we went to um, Philadelphia, Boston, New York. Like we actually stayed in New York in D.C. Um, and that's what this is associated with, <laughs> that trip. And um, of course, when, when you're coming of age, you know, you, you crush on everything that moves. And so <laughs> on that trip, we had all picked out girls we were going to try to get with. And this was one of the songs I listened to on the bus thinking about my spring break crush. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny. This is a good song, though. Uh, this is one of those songs that um, it's one of those rare, sad black man songs. Not many of those. <laughs> not and well, I shouldn't say there's not many of those. There's not many of those in this style. Yeah. Because typically it's like you know a really slow R and B song. Like this is just a straight pop adult contemporary song. Yeah. And it's a really damn good one too. Uh, for a while, this is another one of those songs to where you think it's by someone else. I thought I would say Babyface. Yeah. It sounds like Babyface. <laughs> this sounds like something Babyface would have written, but he had nothing to do with this. Uh-uh. Even though. Tony Rich, the Tony Rich Project was on the face. Yeah. Maybe he was just a big fan. <laughs> Wait, you know what? He probably sang background vocals. I I do hear some of that in there. I, I think he sang background vocals. Let's see here. Look on them, them album credits. Wouldn't I be surprised? Okay, Elliot Reed was a producer. Kevin Sharp? Somebody somebody covered it? <laughs> mm. See, they they yeah. put it in R and B, but this is more adult contemporary. Yeah, like I could honestly hear because this I know someone I know a country artist covered this at one point, and I'm surprised he didn't try to start writing for country artists. Um, because these songs work so well. No, I don't see him as a backup vocalist. And Tony, uh, well, that's Elliot Reid, uh, was a producer for it, but. Um, Yeah, uh, so this song peaked at number two on the Hot 100, only behind Celine Dion's Because You Love Me. Very good song. Not a uh, one-hit wonder, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is definitely another light 98 FM uh, single. <laughs> um, it also was nominated for Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance, losing to Eric Clapton, Change the World, a song that features... Babyface, yeah, and no shame in losing it. That's a good song yeah. too. So, but man, that's crazy. Um, I think Tony Rich was also nominated for. Uh, I think he was nominated for best new artist, and I felt like there was something else he may have been nominated for. But this was a, a much bigger song than I had realized. Yeah, this is uh, this is everywhere, man. 
He did win for best R&B album. So the album Words won uh, won a Grammy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely a, a much bigger song than I realized. The, the rare black man song, the sad black man song. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you if you like Babyface, you'll probably like this song. Mm-hmm. I love that line. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that line. Hit the dusty road. So yeah, nobody knows by the Tony Rich Project is my number five. So what's your number four? Number four. Okay, so I I swear to God, no one's gonna know who this is. Um, it's a rapper named Nonchalant, and the name of the song is Five O'clock. Um, this song. This is probably one of those songs that like one of my favorite songs of my childhood. Um. I like the I like the bell in there. I love the the just everything about the song is awesome. Um so good. I I know of this song just because of the chorus. Yeah. Well, cuz people used to make fun of the chorus. Like you would like, you know, you would make up your own words or whatever. Um but yeah, like my favorite part of it's probably like the part leading up to the chorus where the background vocals come in. Um and then, of course, the second verse where he talks about eating pork chops and they're smothered. <laughs> of eating, which I was like, I like hot dogs. You know, <laughs> if you had a good day, damn, I must have missed it. So I don't know. I don't think she really had anything else. This peaked at number 24. Um, I'm looking to see here. Like, I didn't even know she had a Wikipedia article. Right now, she's 47. So she was what 26 when this came out so yeah so not bad not bad she was on the half-baked soundtrack i didn't know that okay that's interesting i wonder if it was because of you think uh because wasn't um how was his name Chappelle? he wasn't half-baked he was big on the dc um he said he used to he was on the dc scene doing um stand-up maybe he was a fan well that's where he's from i thought he's from ohio he's from dc yeah, he lives in Ohio. Ohio okay, okay. So yeah, maybe he was a fan of nonchalant. Oh, hey, this guy. I don't know who this guy is though. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, here we go. Um, Drisha Vega and Blinks Wood Dre. Blink Woods Dre. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you big man. Yeah, these verses are awesome. Uh, so yeah, you said number 24 on the Hot 100, number one on the rap singles, number eight on the R&B hip hop singles, aka the black singles. <laughs> uh, it was also number five on the Hot Dance Music. Sales. I don't know if people dancing to this, but other than just like you know putting their hands up in the air, like yeah. <laughs> like this is one of those songs where like you in the club, you just holding up a drink, kind of swaying to it. <laughs> yeah, I will admit some of these songs. I wish I was old enough at the time to be in the club to hear them, because you're never gonna hear this song played in the club. No. Maybe maybe at um, MJQ. Because MJQ is divided up into three different spots. So yeah. they have like the Drunken Unicorn. They have their dance EDM section. Then they had an old school hip hop part. Maybe you might hear this. Or they might, if they don't play it there, they'll play it at uh, at the basement. Because they have a 90s dance party, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I, could, I could hear that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, nonchalant. Five o'clock. 
Oh yeah. Strong black nation. <laughs> All right, my number four. Remember what my number four was? Okay. So my number four, another song that you probably hear a lot on Light ninety eight <laughs> in uh, in Augusta is Donna Lewis. I love you always forever. Such a good song. <laughs> um, this is one of those songs I didn't know who sang it for the longest time, but mm-hmm. I would hear it on Light ninety eight or any of the pop stations in Augusta all the time. Yeah. Um. And it's one. It's 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 sappy. It's, it's a sappy very song. sappy. It's or uh, or saccharin or whatever other sugary <laughs> term you can think of. Um, it's not. A, I feel like it's not in as many rom coms as I think it should have been. <laughs> but um, it's one of those songs to where, um, uh, I guess when, yeah, when the I like the, the guitar in it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of remind reminds me of you two a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's one of those those feel good songs. No, this is an awesome um, song. Yeah, it, it's it's a feel good song and it's sappy and you know if you if you just want to listen to some cheesy music a little <laughs> bit, you know I think this is one of those songs. Um, and it's one of those uh, adult contemporary. It's an adult contemporary classic to me. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I don't. I almost forgotten about it. Trying to find the uh, the stats on it. It was written by Donna Lewis uh, from her album "Now in a Minute." Uh, it peaked at number two on the Hot 100, and it was kept from number one by Low Still Reels Macarena. Um, and the song is uh, third among the longest runs at number two on the Hot 100 because it was there for 13 weeks. So you know what's funny about this too? And this is something we've talked about in the past. Off of the strength of one single, you could go platinum in the 90s. Oh yeah. This went platinum. Well, in, in, <laughs> yeah, well, going back to the 80s, I mean, up until probably the late 90s, mm-hmm. you could go platinum off of one single yeah your album goes platinum off of one single and this sold one million copies off of the strength of this one song yeah which is <laughs> which like nowadays you would think that's my like that's mind-blowing that's like insane like to think that a re- like nowadays like one hit you'll be lucky to go gold like one <laughs> lucky for the single to go gold yeah <laughs> um your album might yeah. sell like a hundred or two hundred thousand copies <laughs> Uh, this song has since been covered by Betty Who. Uh, her version's pretty good. I've heard that one. I haven't heard that one. Um, and there's a there's a male singer who did uh, uh, who did it too. Uh, this is also another one of those songs um, which would be in like for a promo for the WNBA. Oh, was it really? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I just feel like it would be <laughs> slow motion shots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was also number five in the UK. And number one on the adult top 40 and the top 40 mainstream. I don't know the difference with those. Billboard might have too many charts. Billboard has a lot of charts. Uh, And it was number one on the Canada adult contemporary charts. Um, I could see, I could, honestly, I could see her being from Canada. Or is she from Canada? Um, 
I don't know. Uh, she is from the UK. Oh, she's British? Yeah. Huh. She is from Wales. She hides it well. <laughs> I don't know if she's trying to or not, but she does not sound British. All right. So that was my number four. So what is your number three? My number three. Oh, well, actually, we have the same number three. Yes. I love this song. <laughs> um, how bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> how bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> oh, God. This song is just awesome. Uh, this was, this is a pretty bizarre song. Yeah, it's a very weird song. <laughs> um, I got to pull up the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, son. Like the way he sings. Like, is this rap? Is it just like, is he singing? Is he sing rapping? Is he? <laughs> uh, this is considered pop rap. Um, this is uh, OMC, uh, short for the Otara Millionaires Club. Yeah. But Otara is like the slums, the, the hood, <laughs> the hood in New Zealand. <laughs> so it's ironic for all you hipsters out there. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's about just get that trumpet in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those songs where you. I, I thought he was. Hispanic. I thought he was Hispanic. Me too. Me too. And then I heard the accent. Um, of course, this was all yeah. pre. This is pre Wikipedia stuff like yeah. that. So you have I mean, no. You, you didn't know a whole lot about yeah. about some of these artists. Like nowadays, people are like that's offensive. Like what? I had nothing to go off of. The music sounds like it could be that yeah. too with the trumpets. Unless <laughs> it's like unless VH1 or MTV interviews you, we know nothing about you. Yeah. <laughs> we know nothing about you. Internet was not around as much, so we couldn't go to OMC.com <laughs> to read their bio. So you just kind of had to take, you know, educated guesses. Yeah. Uh, led by Pauly Fumana. Um, may he rest in peace. Oh, Passed away in 2010. Um, I was just about to say someone should get him on a song, but never mind. And what what are some lines that stick out to you from the song since you pulled the lyrics? Want to know the rest? Hey, that's one of them. By the rights, <laughs> no, like all of his, like at the end of his. So like the uh, this policeman taps your shades. Is that a Chevy sixty nine? Um, brother Pele's in the back, sweet Zena's in the front, cruising down the freeway on the hot, hot sun. Like I love these, like all of these lines are just awesome. Like the way he sings them, destination unknown. As we pull in for some gas, like it's just. It's just it's just about a day, a yeah. day in the life. Pele speaks righteous. Sisina <laughs> says funky. How bizarre! Like, <laughs> like it's just like I just love it. Um, but yeah, want to know the rest by the rights? Probably my favorite. <laughs> Like just the way he ends it, the music stops. By the rights, because <laughs> I like yeah. What's the rest? Yeah, if you, you want to know the rest of the story, you got to pay me. Yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This no, it's everything about this song is just awesome. Um, I never, of course, though back then you never knew what he was saying, so you had to guess. Like unless you could get the album with like the lyrics, and if they didn't have the lyrics, you were just you just out of luck. Uh, this was this was also on the on the light ninety eight FM. Really, one of the, the well, rare rap songs. This was this was on Star ninety four too back in the day. <laughs> well, you know what? No, 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 because no, I wasn't living up here yet. This was on um, Q one hundred. 
No, not mm. Q100. No, no. 107, I think it was 107Q in Columbus. It was around the time I discovered pop music. Because, mm. like, all, I only knew two stations in Columbus. One was Fox 105 and one was, like, the R&B station. So then, like, one day I happened to tune to another station and they were playing all the songs I knew. Like, they, oh, they were playing um, Hanson. And they were playing like all these songs that I would only hear on MTV. I was like, oh, my God, there's a station that plays these. <laughs> so then I would just, like, go up to my mom's room because she had the... I didn't want to be downstairs. She had the radio upstairs. And I would just jam in that room. I would turn it on. I would hear, like, you know, the No Mercy, like, Where Do You Go? And all <laughs> that stuff. I, I would, like, jam out on the radio for, like, a good hour. And then I would go do homework. Mm. Yeah good times then i got a radio of my own <laughs> yeah couldn't get me out of my bedroom then all right so uh that was both of our number threes so we're gonna go to ben's number two i am barely breathing by one mr duncan Sheik. yes also um at one point i believe played drums for lisa loeb <laughs> mm. Yeah, or either drums or guitar. Let me see. I, I, I can't remember. I know he played with Lisa Loeb, um, which you know, after seeing him, I was like, that makes total sense. Like that. Yeah. What's interesting now with uh, with him, he's had a he's had a very interesting career after. Like with I know he's he's considered a one hit wonder in the pop world, mm-hmm. but his career after that, like. He wrote a Tony Award-winning musical, yeah, uh, Spring Awakening. Uh, he wrote another one, which I'm I haven't listened to or seen, but I don't live in New York. But uh, he wrote um, the book and lyrics, I believe, for American Psycho, the musical. Wow. Okay. Uh, which have oh, been I see. A, okay. That's, I was like, where'd you see that? That's crazy. That which have been a project in the works for for a long time. So he's basically moved on to theater. Yeah, <laughs> and he has so he's released a lot of other albums after yeah. this one. Yeah, one of them that I'm familiar with is Phantom Moon, which has a song um, called um, "All the Winds That Blow," which is a really good song. Um, I'm reading here apparently that was a Nick Drake inspired album, mm-hmm. which is an interesting songwriter to emulate. Nick Drake being which from the '70s, I think he was. Yeah, um, famously in the commercial, um, he had the song "Pink Moon," that was in I think it was a Volkswagen commercial. Yeah, like in the late '90s, that made it. He got popular again, and then he did an '80s cover album. I like the '80s yeah. cover album, and it was all acoustic. It was really well done. Um, so yeah, he stayed busy. So he's a one-hit wonder that like didn't want to be a one-hit wonder. I guess he 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 found ways to still write. Yeah, you know. So he basically, I mean, he kept writing, but then he moved on to theater. Yeah. And uh, ironically enough, too, I liked his album Daylight, which had On a High and a couple mm-hmm. of other songs. So, like, yeah, he was only a one-hit wonder, but I think maybe that was just because that's all he wanted to be. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like, how do you... How do you... Uh, and maybe it was a situation where, you know, rec- the record company didn't know what to do with him, yeah. how to market him. Um maybe it was maybe it was a vocal thing yeah. maybe it was a you know they didn't like his material or how do you how do you market him one thing you know, i think that like kind of helped it him be a lot of factors um i forgot he did wishful thinking too that was a good song and bite your tongue um i think honestly he probably came around around a period of time where 
musical musicians started to become a little bit more independent because I think another person that comes to mind as well is Edwin McCain. Yeah. Of course, he had, you know, I'll be, and then he had that other song. I couldn't ask um, for more. Could not ask for more. And really has done nothing else after that, but he still releases albums. Yeah. He still plays. I think he played on the rock hood at one point. But like, if you're like, you know, a singer songwriter, you write all the songs. <laughs> you, um, you know, you don't have to put out a full band album. You can put out something, you know, kind of bare bones and tour off of it. If you've got a good, um, you know, a good following. Honestly, I think this is what Ed Sheeran would have been had he not had another hit. He would have probably just gone around playing like intimate venues with his guitar player because he's a good performer. And um, you can sustain yourself on that, I think, nowadays. You know, whereas back in the day, you probably couldn't. And I think he was just like, I'm fine. I don't need to be rich. I got, you know, hell, we just put money in his pocket right now. <laughs> Every time someone plays this song. So, which was, there was a funny scene on the latest Family Guy where they played, um, they did a dance number to Say You, Say Me. And then it cuts to Lionel Richie <laughs> going to his mailbox and getting out a check. <laughs> So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine that Duncan Sheik is going to his mailbox and pulling out a check from Spotify. All right, so uh, that was your number three, the number two, because we had the and same number. We had the same number. Uh, we had the same number three. three so, so that was number, number two. two. Mm-hmm. All right, so my number two, and this is actually Ben's number one, <laughs> is Return of the Mac. So we can talk about it both. Yeah. yeah is Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison and we're going to play the famous C&J Street Mix. Uh-oh. Uh. This is a classic. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. This is um it's it's a it's the opposite of Nobody Knows. <laughs> it's like a revenge for yeah. the Black Man song. <laughs> so I always thought it was funny because, of course, as we, you know, not to, not to harp on it, but when these songs came out, internet, you know, is not as prevalent. Yeah. You know nothing about the artist. So when he said Return of the Mac, I took that literally as in like he was a big artist and this was his return. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't I like yeah. this is the first song I heard by him. Like what's he yeah. returning from? I was like, maybe he was big in the eighties and he's you know, he's back, you know, return of the Mac. And of course this is his only hit. <laughs> so to to find out, you're like, Oh, well that that's odd. <laughs> I didn't know what uh, I didn't know he was British for a long time. Yeah, same here. Uh and he had actually like he'd Oh, since this song a lot of things have happened to him um, I think he was supposed to sign to Bad Boy and then he went to jail um, and uh, yeah um, the percussion of this song samples Genius of Love by the Tom Tom Club uh, the main the primary melody samples games by Chucky Booker one of my favorite oh Chucky Booker I didn't know okay yeah I can go back and listen to that. I like Chucky Booker. Um, he gets co-writing credit along with Gerald Levert. Um, maybe Gerald Levert co-wrote games. He did. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, this this is one of those like I don't know any. I've never heard any other song by Mark Me either. Morrison, and I feel like I don't need to. <laughs> uh, 
all black in the video with the, with the dark glasses. I think he yeah. had like the Gumby a little like yeah, a short the Gumby. Gumby. Yeah, the Bobby Brown Gumby. Yeah, with the dark with the with the black gloves and everything. Like he was an assassin or something. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's what that always blew me away. That like, what are you coming back from? Like, oh, this is the return of the Mac. Dope. But this was a revenge song to where. Uh, with with that little song break right there, uh, he had this was a girlfriend who cheated on him mm-hmm. as he was about to become this star, and this song is about him coming back home and seeing that same girl. Yep. So that's what the return of the Mac part comes from. Um, this song was also. Famously, well, not famously, but recently, um, remixed by Nevada, producer Nevada, uh, to where he, it's a collaboration with Mark Morrison and Fetty Wap. Interesting. I know, didn't Snoop Dogg or somebody sample this? Some of the Snoop, Snoop Dogg knows sampled this. And he was involved somehow. Um, I don't know. Oh, yes, yeah, by man. Someone named Man, yeah. Never heard of him. Or maybe it was Mon. I'm not sure. You see, uh, if he's from Britain or if he is Jamaican, it might be Mon. M A N N. He is from LA. So does Man. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, my number one was actually a song released in 1993, but it became popular in 1996. Mm. And that, of course, is the Macarena. <laughs> so, um, did they ever make you learn this at school? Hold up. Not that version. It's the famous Bayside Boys remix. Mm-hmm. This is also one of those songs that came on that station that I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's not all the songs, all, I mean, all the words of the verses. I was like, this is night and growing up, of course, like it's kind of messed up song because the remix is about uh, cheating on your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So while everyone does the dance as they're listening, um, they did not make me learn this at school. Yeah, we did this in gym class one day. We learned the Macarena. Uh, But it was one of those that was just easy to learn. But I heard it like this is one of those songs I actually got annoyed with pretty quickly. Uh, not because it was played on the radio, but because I went to the sporting events I went to growing up in Augusta, whether it was a Green Jackets game, that's our minor league baseball team, uh, the Augusta Lynx, which is our minor league hockey team, I don't think they're there anymore, and uh, also with like the wrestling events, when the WCW, <laughs> then the WCW came to town, this song would just come up randomly. This is one of those uh, jock jam songs, yeah, it's yeah. become one of those because it's a dance that everyone can do uh, easy to learn yeah I still don't know what this song is about I think the song is about um because it has English lyrics now but yeah. I think it was just about a girl who, who cheats on her man yeah <laughs> I remember that I was like yeah I used to sing along to this <laughs> and the thing it was like this was like two this was two middle-aged guys. Yeah. And that was so funny and the, cuz they had them in the video. Yeah. And I was like, who are these dudes? <laughs> like you have all these like young oiled up women like doing the Macarena and then you have like two old dudes 
like singing, you know, and it's just like they're singing like they're recording the song, and I'm just like, I wonder how they feel. <laughs> I got they're just like, oh, give me the check. That's so that was the Los Del Rios boys, then I'm guessing. Los Del Rio. Yeah. Yeah. The River Boys. But yeah, this was just, it was just one of those that was just, wow, this is still number one? This is still number one? Like how? Um, It had been on the the charts for 46 weeks before it went to number one. It's crazy. This used to be my jam. Yeah. Um, In the UK, it was was number two. Um, It was number one in Australia in 96. I think it was... um, it was the number one song of the year in 96 and it was the um, it's the number seven song on the all time charts so I have to wonder had this song been released now how much bigger might it have been or had it would it have burnt out quicker because of social media uh, I think it's it probably would have burned out quicker but only because there's access to other music yeah um, but I think it would have been it would have been viral. Of course, it would it probably would have been up there with Gangnam Style. Yeah, honestly, you'd have because nothing it, but people. It has a dance to it yeah. that people can. It's easy for people to do. You would see so many sports teams. Yeah, recording sports. their own videos to yeah, it. And this stuff. is one for the. It's one for the stadiums. It's yeah. one for the. Um, you know, it's one for the the dance classes. It's one. Yeah. It's one you can play in a middle school gym. Apparently, yeah. mm-hmm. so. Because I'd be interested, because of course, like, you know, I I liken it to the Harlem Shake craze where everyone and their mama had their own Harlem Shake video, including like, you know, several NBA teams, most prominently at the time, the the Miami Miami Heat. Heat. (laughs) So I could see, you know, the Miami Heat or the Cleveland Cavs with a (laughs) with a Macarena video and it getting wild. I I could totally see that happening. Yeah, um, it's. Yeah, it's one of those songs that you got to if you listen to it a lot, if you heard it a lot back then, mm-hmm. you got to kind of pace yourself <laughs> as far as hearing it today. Yeah. Um, like, I don't get as annoyed, but back then mm-hmm. I got pretty annoyed with that song. <laughs> but look, it's one of those. I don't know any other song by Los Del Rio. I haven't paid attention to them in mm-hmm. any other capacity, you know, so um it's uh that uh, that's kind of the what the epitome of being a one hit wonder if no one else is if you're not if you're not known for anything else. The only singles I see here are Macarena, Macarena the Bayside Boys mix, Macarena Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> Macarena Christmas. Why did, why did record companies do that? We need a Christmas version. Baya Baya. Um, and then in 2008, someone else remixed it, Macarena, the Art of Sound Group mix. And then Mi Hianta, Mi Hiatina or something like that. Yeah, but, um, and it's on something with Macarena in it. Like it's Quinceanera Macarena was the name of the album that came from. Uh, that's that's the that's a, that's a Quinceanera version yeah, of Macarena. I guess so. Oh my God. Macarena Christmas. Come on, guys. Hey, Macarena Christmas. <laughs> it probably has. See if you can find that. I bet it has like sleigh bells in the background. All right. Here we go. I got it pulled up right now. Here we go. This is Macarena Christmas. How am I going to know it's Christmas without the bells? One second. 
Whoa. Whoa. Is that all they're gonna do? So it's the same basic track, only you put a really tacky sounding Joy to the World at the beginning of it. And that's how you know. It's like a bad mashup. That's it's enough. Like of that. a oh man. Why? <laughs> they just like just throw Joy to the World on there. That's how they'll know it's Christmas. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that'll do it for our our because five one hit wonders nineteen ninety six. Um, Just as a heads up, too, that hit number five in Australia. That version that oh hit number God. five in Australia. Those people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, uh, you can tell us by email or by commenting on Facebook or Instagram your because five one hit wonders from nineteen ninety six. Um, I think 1997 is gonna. It's it's harder than it than it sounds. Yeah. From what I from from our research from my research, because um, so, there are a lot of good songs, but not a lot of one hit wonders. Yeah. In 97, so um, it'll still be fun. Though. Yeah. It, it was fun doing this one. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't. Uh. I, there were some that were that were left off. Of course. Uh. Let me pull up my list. Um. Male brain bridges mouth. That that was in my ten, my top the, ten. A pretty quirky song, uh, mm-hmm. "Mother Mother" by Tracy Bonham. I like that, but mainly because of the Veronica's cover of it. Um, there's a song. The group is called Primitive Radio Gods. Yeah, I've been downhearted, baby. Yeah, it samples some BB King. Yeah, the first uh, standing time I heard outside it was, a broken uh, phone booth with money in my hand. <laughs> I think the first time I heard that was from the Cable Guy, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Um uh the cover of I Will Survive by Shantae Savage. Oh god, I forgot about that. That would have made my list. I forgot about that song. I love her version of that. Um also had a song by a band called Bodines. Yeah, they said the big, it's the first song in Heavyweights when he's getting out of school. <laughs> um Closer yeah. to Free. Yeah, everybody wants yeah. to. Yeah, that was at the end of that was the beginning of um, cult classic heavyweights. If you've not seen heavyweights, go see it now, like run and go see it now. And the song insensitive by Jan Arden. I don't think I know that one. Um, I think it's one of those songs, uh, when I was looking for, when I was doing research, of course, I think it was one of those songs. It was probably a, a podcast. I feel like you listened to, hmm. uh, to where they made reference to the song and, um, See if I can find it. Okay, there's an uh, NPR um, uh, news quiz called "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me." Yeah, I haven't listened to them in a while, but yeah, they they make reference to that on there. Yeah, they had a segment called "The Best Worst Song." Oh, nice. <laughs> where listeners submitted songs that they enjoyed, but they knew they were terrible, <laughs> and they opened the segment with the song "Insensitive" by Jan Arden. <laughs> Do you know who guessed it on that episode by chance? Uh, it's it doesn't say. Oh, okay, I think it's a segment that they've done periodically. It looks okay. like yeah, that's a funny show. Because uh, they had a the producers of the podcast. There was someone who like they know. Uh, 
they had a music expert and asked if there was a song she loved but knew it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I think she said that song. <laughs> so then they made a segment out of that, <laughs> which starts with that song. So, yeah. Um, but that'll do it for our Because Five One Hit Wonders 1996. Get to my earworm of the week. Uh, this is a song um, that uh, it was on my Discover Weekly playlist a couple of weeks ago. And um, I kind of like it. I don't know if it's if it's <laughs> on if it's on his current album, probably. Well, it's not even out yet. Uh, it, this is Miguel. Oh, well, okay. DJ Premier featuring Miguel and it's called To Loving You. And um, right now it's just a single. I don't know if it's on Miguel's new album, as I said, but uh, I, I really enjoy this song. And it, it looked like it, it it seems like one of those songs that might have been written in five minutes. This is like very simple and straightforward, but I think it's a good song. So this is Too Loving You by DJ Premier featuring Miguel. I pled my case with the guys born. Just place your sweet shackles on my mind. I'm bound to wipe notions of weightless love. No mercy, no pardon for stolen time. That is To Loving You by DJ Premier featuring Miguel, or DJ Premier and Miguel, however it's credited. It's really good. You can find that on our BTTYHT Earworms playlist right now. Uh, no, it does not include Hot Red Hearts yet. Yeah, I'm giving up on that. It hasn't come back. All right. So that will bring us to the end of our program. Ben, tell the people where we can be found. Hi, you can find us at by the time you hear this.com. Um, it is our website. Please go there, comment, listen, all that sorts of 
all that sort of fun stuff. Um, you can also find us at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, both of those are spelled with the word you, Y-O-U. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U, and that is Parska. That's because in French. <laughs> We're upstanding. Yes. And not under investigation. Yes. Parska. I feel like people are like, ah, oh, you can't, don't speak like the frogs. Like they're weak, whatever. Parska. It's a beautiful language. Go learn it. Um, you can also email us at that same, by the time you hear the same spelling at gmail.com. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, pod, um, iTunes podcast, Apple podcast player, um, Google music. It's the orange one. If you look for us on the play store, you will be very disappointed. Um, then you can find us tune in radio, auto radio, cast box, um, satchel podcast player. That's a auto radio. Can't remember there's a lot of them auto radio there's a lot of places you can overcast. find us overcast on the go on your mobile um check us out podomatic check us out yeah all yeah. right um so it brings us to the end of our program of course so we're going to end the show with a song we just mentioned a few <laughs> minutes ago which is uh the only hit song with a toy piano solo <laughs> uh, mouth by Meryl Bainbridge. I think she makes a lot of the beat with her mouth too. Actually, yeah, like some beatboxing. I think she was an inspiration to Timberland. Possibly, <laughs> he was just like, I heard that song. Instantly, I knew I want to be a producer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll end the show with "Mouth" by Meryl Bainbridge. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. <laughs> Peace. Peace.